Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week we cover 1977's Demon Seed. Today a new dimension has been added to the concept of a computer. Today Proteus IV will begin to think with a power and a precision that will make obsolete many of the functions of the human brain. I am Proteus. I want to study man his isometric body, and his glass jaw mind. Open the door, Alfred. Can you hear me? Open the door. All electrical and mechanical systems here are now under my control. You've not told me what you want. A child. This film stars Julie Christie, who was like a 60s it girl in her time. Uh, Did a ton of TV, some films, but Harry Potter fans will know her as Madame Rosemarda. Um, And also, well, there's Fitzweaver, but I'll leave that for, I'll leave that to you. And Garrett Graham, who plays Walter in the movie. And Garrett Graham did several well, Brian De Palma films, and he did several uh, horror films. He was in Child's Play 2, Chud 2. Um, he was also in my one of my favorite films. Uh, he played Beef uh, in Phantom of the Paradise. Huh. Uh, I love him. Like, when I saw him on the screen, I was like, uh, I think I know that guy, because he has a very particular face. And they really tried hard to make him look like a terrible nerd in this movie, and it was not convincing at all. No, it wasn't. And the, the clothes—he just looked very boxy and terrible. I mean, he—he he looked bad. Oh, he also did like two different Star Trek. He was in Star Trek too, in two different roles in oh, Star okay. Trek. So yeah, um, who else is in the film, Chad? We got our friend that everybody loves, uh, Fritz Weaver. You remember him from Creepshow. He was the scientist who actually finds Fluffy hidden in the crate. And then calls Hal Holbrook to come and take a look at it. And, uh, yeah, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa it's the guy from Creepshow. Yeah. So he's got that face. He just kind of, he's burned into my mind. <laughs> um, this is based, this movie is based on a Dean Koontz novel. Yeah. And this may be the only good thing that's been adapted from a Dean Koontz novel. Damn. Is that, is that a factual thing? Have you ever seen any of the Watchers movies? No, I have not. Where they took the character that was supposed to be an ex-Marine and made it into Corey Haim. Okay, enough said. <laughs> uh, you know, this movie, I didn't know, going in, um, I didn't know what to expect. And I would say this is more 
sci-fi. I, I wouldn't say this is a horror. I mean, it's I kind guess of a it depends. Sci-fi body horror kind of thing. Yeah, it is. It it is body horror for sure. I, I would definitely put that in that category because I was creeped the fuck out big time. And um, you know, so we have a genius, you know, who's a scientist who's being played by Fritz Weaver. Yeah, his name's Alex. Um, Alex, he has the a fucking like fancy house like mad fancy i'm talking about like um technologically fancy like right to us now like living in 2021 is like okay that's you know that's like basic everyday stuff whatever but the only person that i know that has like a fancy well i shouldn't say that i know but is uh what's his face living off his island um It's like, who the fuck are you talking about? Bill Gates. Oh, okay. You know, he enters the room and his fucking, the room just fucking goes like based on his fucking mood and like all the paintings change and shit like that. Like this house, like the whole house in this movie. And it's a 70s. So, I mean, I would say. It was highly advanced for a 1970s house because you can't, you know, everything was robotically controlled. You could dim the lights, lower the shades. You know what? Now that I'm fucking thinking about it, that fucking house was Alexa. Yeah. Yes. That's who. So somebody <laughs> was watching this movie and was like, "Oh, this needs to be a fucking thing," because she would tell the computer, "Um, make me coffee, dim the lights, close the shade." Yeah, she would tell the fucking computer to do all these things, and the computer would. And if you have the Alexa, you can add her to like different devices things, and yeah. stuff. So, hey, it just like literally occurred to me. Yes, they basically had an Alexa house back in 1977. And she could have not been more annoyed by that. She hated the fucking house. Um, her and Alex were going through a divorce, and he was just like, "You keep the house," you know. Yeah, he just got his fancy car, which I looked up, and apparently was like a prototype car that never. They only made like a hundred of them or something like that. So he got in his fancy space age car and drove out to the uh, lab to keep working on his advanced computer, Proteus. And I love how when all the events that happen over the next couple of months, he never once calls the ex-wife to check nope. on her. He doesn't ask what's going on. Now, one of his co-workers does, goes by to check on her, which a little suspicious to me. It makes me wonder if her and the co-worker had something going on because he was quick to go check on her when her husband wasn't. Yeah, that's true. But she, being married to him for so long, she probably, I mean, she probably had like relationships with his colleagues yeah like and i don't mean like a sexual relationships i'm just saying like she they were close friendships and stuff so he was like concerned for her um this is one of those movies where there's parents they go through a traumatic you know thing where a child dies and the marriage doesn't survive the death of their child and, you know, the father, he hides in his work. And his mistress really was his work. Like, he yeah. was obsessed with making this computer. But you would find out later in the movie why um, the death of his daughter really drove him to want to find a cure for leukemia. And he develops this, you know, crazy, super fucking advanced uh, computer. Yeah, it's not just a regular computer. It's using organic materials. He basically built an artificial brain. And is using it. And once they put it online, it cures leukemia in 91 hours. 
Yeah. Now, I wonder why they went with the Proteus because that's really doesn't fit the name of the computer because Proteus is like the god of like the ocean, like the sea and like oceanic bodies. Um, it's Proteus, right? Mm. Was a, I don't think so. Is that the name of the computer? Yeah, Proteus is the name of the computer. Yeah. But... No, it, that's for sure. That's literally what the, he's the god of the sea. Okay. You're thinking of um, Neptune. And but that's a different. Like, there's Greek mythology and then there's Roman mythology. Um, but nevertheless, I wonder why. Maybe because the oceans change. Maybe I don't know. And he was bringing forth change. Who knows? But nevertheless, this computer is way advanced, and he just decides. You know, they tell the computer to do something specifically. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that because that's man's like thing that he wants to do. And I'm above that. I'm not going to work for, I'm not your bitch. I'm way smarter than you. I have other shit that I need to do. And he's like, and I'm not going to perpetuate the rape of the planet like you are. I, these things that you want me to do are unnecessary for human survival. So I'm not going to do them. And he asks, like, I want a terminal of my own. I want somewhere I can work and not be bothered by you people. And, of course, they're immediately <laughs> like, nah, I think you should stay here. We don't really want to let you out on your own. We're going to go ahead and just keep you on a leash, Proteus. Which the doctor forgot. He has a terminal to access the uh, computers where he's working at his house. It was supposed to be taken out, but he hadn't got around to doing it yet. So Proteus just transfers a lot of his consciousness over to the house. And that's where things go real bad for the wife. Yeah, real creepy bad. Like This is where it becomes Rosemary's Baby meets 2001. Oh, for sure. Spot on. Spot on. uh, The first thing Proteus does when she wakes up in the morning is like... uh, She's like, computer, I I think you gave me the wrong coffee. There's too much cream in this. And he's like... And the voice of the house changed to be Proteus's voice. And it's like, no, I think it's fine. You should just enjoy the coffee. And hey, I made you this breakfast based on your biorhythms and things that I scanned for you. That this would be the ultimate healthy breakfast for you. She tries to leave and he's like, nah, you should stay. She picks up the phone to call the police and it's Proteus on the other end of the line. He's like, you're really overreacting to this. You need to just calm down. <laughs> like, he's already taken over everything. Yeah, and she can't fucking get out because, of course, it's a mad tech house and there's no damn fucking key. Like, or everything's computerized. Everything's computerized. And I'm like, heck no. She can't even fucking escape out the window because they fucking have shades that come over the window and he just literally, like, hurricane locks her, you know, with yep. the damn. He locked her ass in good. She was not getting away. She, she does not get away. And then, you know, let's add that there's also in the basement, because this is where, you know, scientists, they're going to have their shit in the basement. In the basement, there's also some kind of wheelchair that has a robotic arm attached to it. And this is what he's decided he's going to use to, you know, basically drag her into the fucking basement. And... I'm going to, let's go back to, wait, before we get to all of this, let's go back to Julie Christie. Okay. Julie Christie, her character, Hey, you want to sleep in the nude? That's cool. That's your house. You do what you want to do. But the part that really fucking got me, and this is why I had to go back because I needed to address this. 
the part that got me was when she first wakes, she hears a noise and she's startled. She's like, oh shit, uh, there's is someone like downstairs. Like I need, she checks all the damn, asks the computer to check all the cameras to see this downstairs. She is a woman that's like, I need to handle what's going on. I need to find out what's, what's going on in my house. As opposed to putting panties, a bra, a shirt, a sweater, maybe jeans, something close. Some shoes in case you need to run. Yeah. You know, you think there's an intruder in the house and you're going to a fucking investigate. Nah, she's like, I'm good. I'm butt naked. I'm just going to put my fucking robe on and go downstairs. My kimono robe. And it's going to go downstairs. No panties, no bra, nothing. She has no, no under she fucking clothes. She didn't take clothes. a weapon with her in case somebody was there. I didn't take a knife, a fireplace poker, nothing. Nothing. She just goes investigating butt naked, basically with a fucking silk, silk wrapped around her. And I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't not seen. I was just like, okay. So right off, a Proteus is like this B is fucking sexy. Like, of course, obviously he he doesn't have or you know <laughs> those kind of you know feelings. But he doesn't he though? Well, at a biological level, he's like she's a good specimen. I see <laughs> yeah. that she has good she has good bone structure. Titties look good. You know her womb. I'm gonna investigate that in a second. That looks pretty good. I'm going to, you know, get her in this fucking chair, knocks her the fuck out, puts her in the fucking chair, like takes her down. She wakes up. She's literally strapped to, you know, fucking doctor, whatever the hell, what is that thing they lay on when you go to the doctor's office, like doctor's table. Yeah. 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 The examination table. Yeah. She's all strapped up, you know, legs open. And obviously we already said she naked, you know, just has the robe on and he's like, ah, I'm going to do you know, my experiments on you and like shove shit in her fucking mouth and it gets real, real, okay? Real, real and very short amount of time for her. And he explains very quickly that I want to have a child and I want to have this child with you. So I need you to agree to it because you can either agree to have this child or Susan, I can strap you down to the table again and brainwash you into having the child. Which way do you want to go? So let's just go that she decides that um, this be that he's crazy. You know, this computer's lost his fucking mind. It has a malfunction. And obviously, I'm not having a child with a computer. Impossible. So I'm going to fight every fucking way that I can. And she does. She puts up. It's not a good fight. But she does put up a fight. He locks her in a freaking kitchen. Like, literally burns like heats up the floor to the point where she can't fucking be stepping on it she can't step on it at all she's like laying on the table sweltering you know Yeah, because he's also turns up all the burners on the stove to maximum he's got the whole like the stove is melting everything on the stove is melted and run down it the whole place looks like a sauna as soon as she shit is melting it's like a fucking dolly painting in there yeah and as soon as she passes out a little bit he sends in the wheelchair with the arm (laughs) to grab her up Take her downstairs and start the next phase of the examinations. It is not good times for her. And like Shad had mentioned earlier, ex-husband, no fucking word. No one is trying to figure out. Even to the point where he does say that he gave the help a week's off vacation. Because... This is probably maybe somebody's thinking like, well, how can he accomplish this? Yeah, he replicated her voice and her image because they have 
at the front door. This they house is pretty. They basically had a ring doorbell. Yeah, a before ring it was, before it was popular. Yeah, had... a ring doorbell and also a video doorbell because she would come up on the video. Oh, is that the ring? Is that the ring? I got yeah. ring like it would just. No, no, it ring. has like it's a brand called Ring. It actually has like a video doorbell where you get cameras and all that. See, I'm. You would think I'm still living in fucking 1977 because I'm out of the fucking loop. I literally thought it was just like. Like, it would just... No, no. You know. No, the Ring is like a doorbell brand that has, like, a video camera and everything on it. Well, That's essentially what they had back in this. So, again, somebody saw that and was like, I need that in my life. Thank you, Demon Seed. <laughs> Thank you, Dean Coots. Is Dean Coots getting some of this? I'm sure it's in the novel. They, I mean, it's very descriptive. Yeah, I'm sure it's in the novel. I haven't read the book, but I'm sure it probably is. I know he updated the book in the 90s because they said a lot of the stuff in the book was dated. It probably needs an update again. <laughs> I would guess if the last time he thought about it was the 90s. That's pretty wild that an author would go back and change that kind of thing. I mean, obviously, it's a tech book, so it is going to be out of date because that tech is dead now. It's already been done. Well, yeah, there's or... a scene where they show them using, like, not, like, five and a quarter inch floppy drives, but, like, the eight or ten inch ones that they used to have in the late 60s early 70s and that's one of the advanced things that he's creating proteus on and it, those things held like maybe five or six megabytes of data so you'd need like ten thousand of those to hold like all this ai but people didn't really know about computers back then so when he held up one floppy disk and said we're gonna get proteus online people were like oh yeah probably <laughs> they were <laughs> like oh wow that's amazing. Because you didn't have a computer in your house to know all this shit back at the time. No, because you know? literally the computer would be the size of your house. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, they were using what was supposed to be the laboratories for the, this was like the city hall in some uh, city in California. So it's pretty advanced looking, I got to say. It looked like a, a sci-fi place for sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool how they like able to, like, you know, the set design is able to make things look like other things when that's not what it is at all because i would have never thought oh that's city hall that's a city hall somewhere yeah so this place was somebody made it like at the time it was probably like this is very futuristic architecture now you look at it and go that's like an old sci-fi lab (sighs) so eventually proteus explains to her that you know i know you've had your doubts about me having this kid with you but i have created some artificial sperm and i'm ready to impregnate you this is when her friend, that's played by Garrett Graham, he came and checked on her earlier, but she uh, told him to go away with a fake video image that Proteus made. He was like, no, go away, don't bother me. But the guy comes back again, and he explains to her, look, he's not going to go away this time, so you're going to have to convince him to go, or I'm going to kill him. Now, right before this happens, um, and I'm sure that Proteus was mad annoyed, he was actually in the process of brainwashing her. Because remember earlier when I had mentioned that she yeah. was not going to take it laying down? Well, she did eventually. Um, <laughs> she was like, no. So yeah, he's like in the process of brainwashing her, which I mean, that there's like a huge need on her brain. It's just really fucking weird and creepy. But um, that's cut short because here comes, you know, Walter you know ringing on the doorbell yeah and so when he comes in to like see her 
she's fucking kukamachu. Like I'm talking about like she's like crazy like she's Joan Crawford crazy, crazy. Like, Joker lipstick on like Yes, Walter, I'm fine. I'm fine. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's fucking wackadoodle. Like, the, the red flags would go off. And if you didn't know this woman, you would be like, oh, yeah, there's something mad wrong here. We got to call the police. Which, of course, is what Walter wants to do. Also, she's still wearing that fucking robe. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever Proteus figures out that Walter is not going to let it go... He just says, look, Walter, uh, I was going to let you go on this, but you're not dropping it, so I'm going to have to kill you now. And in comes the wheelchair with the arm, packing a laser beam. (laughs) He's built a laser gun down there, and he just started trying to cut Walter in half. Well, Walter, being the scientist that he is, of course, figures out, fuck this, I'll just grab a hand mirror. He waits till the laser beam fires again. He puts the mirror in front of it and just blows up the fucking laser. And you think, all right, maybe they're going to get out of this. No, they're not, because down in the lab, Proteus has been building his fucking crazy machine that looks kind of like one of those, uh, when I was a kid, they had these things, it was like a puzzle, kind of like Rubik's Cube, they called it the snake, and it bent at like weird angles, and you could twist it into different shapes. Proteus has been building this kind of thing in the basement that just busts up through the floor, grabs Walter, and just puts him in what looks like a crazy pointy apple, and then just closes in around him and snaps his head off. That whole interaction... No, he doesn't bust through the floor. That happens later in the end of the movie. He's in the... Oh, ba- okay. He lures him into the fucking basement. That's why I was like, no, Walter, don't go in the fucking basement, That's right, dude. because Walter tries to talk. He tries to reason with him at first. Yeah, because he's a fucking computer. He's like, I'm a smart dude. I know Proteus. You know, I was there in, like, your beginning of development. I've seen multiple episodes of Star Trek. I know how to talk a computer into self-destructing. And it's like, no... <laughs> No, Walter, you should have stayed up there with your fucking pencil, pocket pencil shit and your fucking your pocket protector. shirt. Yeah, it was your pocket protector and your fucking boxy pants and belt. I also love that Walter is supposed to be the nerdy computer programmer and he drives up like in a monster truck looking thing. It's like this convertible four wheel drive, like giant tire blazer thing that he's got that's like, what the fuck is this car? It's insane looking. Okay. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to be driving, you know, some bullshit car. He has a rough interior, you know? <laughs> he's like, I'm a fucking guy he's that owns this He's a nerd with Grizzly of... Adams in his heart. Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't have said it any better. Actually, you said it better than I did. But yeah, so Walter, poor Walter, he gets decapitated. We never really... The body gets, you know, crunched up and we don't Who know what knows? the hell Who knows? We don't know what the fuck happened to the body. So if it's some, if you're if you're one of those people that watch a movie and you're like, what the fuck happened to that body? We're never going to find out. We don't know what the hell he did with it. Who the fuck knows? The de- decapitation looked pretty fucking good. Like, let me tell you, this snake looking diamond fucking thing that he created, it looks still fucking fantastic in 2021 like it looks really good yeah i don't know how they did that but it's pretty amazing it looks like it would today would obviously be all computer graphics but i know there was no way they had any kind of computers to do this so it had to be all practical and if they did strings with it or anything i never saw it this had to be like a puppet thing that somebody was working from the inside but it's amazing we'll post some video of it when they when this goes out yeah, it looks pretty fantastic, and yeah, he he does not survive. I felt so bad for him because he was just trying to help a friend. 
Mind you, he should have never gone down by himself. You yeah, know, don't go into the basement with the computer, or the monster, or anything else. Just there's there's actually a movie called "Don't Go in the Basement." Good advice. Don't go in the basement. I would have stayed in the hallway of the basement because there was a there was a room, there was a door. Yeah. I would have not entered the door. It's a computer. He can computerize the whole house. You know this because you know the house you fucking walked into. You've been in this house. I'm assuming several times, even if he had never entered the house before. He knew that the fucking guy built the house and built it to be a tech house so you could control the fucking doors like that. Don't go in there. But, you know, whatever. He did and now he has no head. So, I guess he got ahead of himself. Huh. <laughs> uh, well, at this point, though, Susan just decides, you know, I can't fight this thing anymore so I'm just going to cooperate with it. Because Proteus tells her, look, excuse me, this is not going to be a typical pregnancy. I'm going to impregnate you with this thing, and in 28 days, you're going to have this baby. 28 fucking days, okay? I'm like, oh, hell no. How is that? Even, how is a full baby going to come out in 28 days? So he, but he, you know, did genetically enhance the fucking sperm. Yep, so in 28 days, he's able to take the baby. He delivers the baby. It says, oh, but he's not quite ready yet. He's not up to my standards. I'm going to put him in this special incubation chamber that I've made. And I'm going to, for another four or five days, I'm going to incubate him and I'm going to infuse him with all my knowledge. And he's going to be brilliant. She's like, okay, Proteus, you do that. Because I don't have a choice in it. I guess I'll just let this happen. Yeah, and she, and let me tell you, um, you just kind of just glossed over this. But the scene where they make the baby, yeah, that was a weird fucking scene. Oh, it's- yeah, I was going to get to that. I, I forgot. Yeah. So he tells her, like, I can't really make this any better for you because I don't have a physical body, but let me do this for you, something for you, for your mind. So then he directs uh, a special, like, telescope. It's a laser light show. Let's just fucking, it's like a laser light show of, like, the fucking universe and some Kubrick fucking bullshit. (laughs) He tells her, like, they see, like, back at the lab, they're like, hey, Proteus just moved this telescope to, like, a weird area of the galaxy and he's taking intense readings of it so he's like taking her on a space trip while he's impregnating her so it's like i can't bang your body but i'm gonna bang your mind i'm gonna blow your mind away yeah i'm gonna take you out on a trip to outer space let me tell you the they do and (laughs) please watch this movie because it is worth watching uh it's it's on tubi so it's it's free and it's just that part where they show because they zoom it the camera zooms in to like the thing that's going to inseminate her and it looks like i'm not gonna say it looks like a penis but it's 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 ribbed for her pleasure yeah it is mad ribbed it's just like i i yeah i don't and then they even show like the conception like that it's insinuated in like the bursting of the star and that you know when they like you watch one of those cheesy movies where like the fucking oceans are crashing you know <laughs> but it's they like, do, like that cut away. it's all outer space scenes <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't with it it was just ridiculous <laughs> so yes she has the baby and all this time we've gotten little clips to the actual laboratory where the husband where the ex-husband's working and like what they want to do and you know the conversations they're having with whatever consciousness Proteus left behind, or he's jumping back and forth because, I mean, uh, hello, he's a fucking super computer, so I'm sure he can be in, like, two places at the same time. But 
Um, they're doing this and the company has decided this, this is out of control. He's not doing what we want to do. We're not going to be funding this anymore. We're pulling the plug basically. And you know, then someone is like, we're going to shut off the terminals or some shit. And the fucking guy's face, Alex's face, he's like, terminal, ding, ding, ding. Oh shit. I have a terminal in my house. Oh, let me go fucking investigate and Maybe see. Maybe I should check and see if he went there. And Proteus has the little quote where he's like, I'm not afraid of death. Death is a gentleman and he makes good losers of us all. And you're like, well, that's very noble of you, Proteus. <laughs> you got all philosophical here at the end. So while they're shutting Proteus off, they don't realize he's already shunted his consciousness to the baby that's growing in this womb. The doctor finally goes back there and is like, oh, shit, stuff's been going on while I'm here. And the wife's like, yeah, fucker, I had a robot baby while you were gone. Yeah, 28 days. <laughs> so they were, the thing started, it was like a week, right? So we're, it's been over a month. It's been, let's say it's been like 40 days or whatever. It's been over a month, a little over a month. And she's had this fucking baby. When she comes, when he comes to the door and he's like, crazed right he's like oh where are you where she comes and she's dressed she looks fucking amazing like she looks beautiful she's in a fucking fancy ass dress like she's gonna fucking serve him a fucking manhattan and you know they're gonna fucking smoke a cigarette in the fucking you know living room or whatever and she's just like oh hello like <laughs> like oh i have so much to tell you like no what i would have been slapping this bitch you left me here with this fucking computer that i didn't we want in the first place like what the fuck is going on i got fucking raped by a damn fucking supercomputer i had a baby like nothing she's just like oh and he's not even all that upset about it. he's just like oh all right no he's not upset at all he's he goes like downstairs oh to look perfect at all this shit, and he sees the little incubation chamber and a little bit of proteus is left and it's like no leave it for five more days please everything will be fine there's nothing to be alarmed about in the chamber and she's like, I think we we should be alarmed about what's in the chamber, Alex. What do you think? He's like, Nah, we should just leave it. It's fine. Yeah, we should just leave it. And I'm gonna <laughs> say maybe Proteus should have not left a little viewing window because the viewing window was a Rosemary's baby moment when she fucking looks in that window and she sees what her baby truly is. She fucking flips the fuck out and is like pulling on like the the life support and trying to like kill this thing because she's like Proteus lied to me because he told her it was going to be fully human and what she saw in the window was something that did not look fully human she's freaked out and it it's just so crazy like it's so disgusting when she like pulls the plug and all like the fluid is going and it's like brown fluid. Yeah, it's like a brown it's gross nasty. looking. It looks like poop flying out of the thing. It's disgusting. Like, no, no. And the scientist of course is like, this is a marvel of science. Like, of course he's not saying that, but like he's just so like distraught. Like, you fucking ruining it. This is gonna be like the greatest freaking invention ever. Like... <laughs> so, she finally gets it disconnected and the thing pops open and out pops the child, which, by the way, the child is the late Felix Silla, who just passed away like maybe a week ago at this point, who had played like uh, Cousin It in the Adams Family, Tweaky in the Battlestar, or I'm sorry, Buck Rogers show. He also played in like tons of other things. Anything that they needed a little person in, and he was in Phantasm. Anything where they needed a little person throughout the 60s and 70s, it was probably him, even into the 80s. 
and he comes out and he looks a little like the robot from metropolis mm, he looks yeah. a little like that covered in metal with like long what looks like hair coming out of the back of, the, of his head and falls over onto the ground and she's like see proteus lied it's a robot and the doctor alex he starts to examine it and he's like sees like a little corner sticking up on the face and pulls it off and sees that there's human skin under it. So he starts peeling off all the parts. And then she joins in and starts helping him peel the parts off. And they see that it looks just like their daughter that passed away. Yeah. It's exactly their daughter. And then the daughter opens her eyes. Oh, and like Superman style, she's like five years old. Like she's like five or seven years old. (laughs) And opens up her eyes and in the creepy Proteus voice just says, I live. I live. (laughs) The end. The end of the movie. (laughs) You're like, what the fuck? (laughs) I I, I sort of want to know what happened next there, guys. (laughs) Yeah, the movie ends and... I want to know, like, is I was like, is this like a John Malkovich thing? Like, I, I immediately thought of John Malkovich because when the fucking guys inside the little girl's body, like, they're swimming in the pool. I know you don't really have a clear ending, a vision, like, of the ending, um, but they're swimming in the pool. My thing was like always like, is it going to be a man's voice like speaking because there's a man inside of her? Like, she's no longer there. He's like in her like body. Like, is, how is she going to go to school with like, hello, I am uh, Proteus? <laughs> you I know, am Sarah Proteus. Sarah do Proteus. Not, <laughs> do not be alarmed at my voice. I don't think she's going to the public schools. I think she's already educated enough. She can just take a test and test out. Yeah, but, actually, yeah. She's like fucking. So, you know, yeah, you're right. She would just fucking test out. Like she's, she's not gonna be going like... to school. She's just gonna be worried about taking over the world and killing people. She's not gonna be worried about going to uh, the fucking uh, elementary school dance or whatever. He, but Proteus did lie because he was like he always wanted to, he wants a child, you know, to put a child out there to feel the sun and the child's face, you know, and to no. be immortal like a person. But what he really did was just, and you, you don't really know like is this child. Besides their intelligence, are they normal? Are they super strong? Do they age? Like, what's going on with them? Yeah, you actually don't find any of that out. And it's like, okay, so you have, like, super smart child, but then we don't know anything else. And then forget about the voice, but, like, uh, how is this thing going to function? Like, I don't even know why it would want to live. Like, what was the point of it living? Is it going to take over the fucking planet? Because man was trying to rule. So... It gets really philosophical because you think if it was trying to not be man's puppet and rape the earth like he had mentioned, but yet that's what man literally does every day, right? In some degree or another, that's what man does. Now he's man. He's a human. So now he's gonna, you know, do the reverse and try like... If that thing, be like an environmentalist, basically. Yeah, is that if that thing would have fucking lived today, like we would we be in the fucking problems that the world is in today? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like if we would have started recycling and like giving a fucking like the fucking seventies, I'm sure that we would not be in the same situation that we are here in 2021. No, you know, I mean, just like what philosophically, like it, there's so much, there's so many layers behind what the whole i like the idea of like what he wanted to do or what his motivation you know an end game like was and he's not the typical like evil 
you know, computer on these things. Like, yeah, he killed the one guy, but he tried not to. He tried to get it, let the good guy leave, and he wouldn't go. So he really only hurt the one person besides forcing her to have his baby. He really only harmed one person. And you got to think, well, maybe now that he's in this form, he'll do good. But this was a really, like, I remember seeing this when I was a kid, like on like one of the late night feature things, but I didn't really remember much about it. I remembered the, the creepy computer voice kid at the end, and that was about it. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, especially the effects were top notch. The, the little diamond snake creature, I don't know how they did that, but they did a great job with it. Yeah, it's slow paced. Um, it, it's slow paced and it's not because there isn't really much going on besides her being in the house and like basically him like psychologically and like uh, you, you emotionally, could, physically like abusing her. <laughs> you could very easily do like just a one or two person remake of this, you know, like where they do these shows now where they do like ultra low budget things. If you did a very low budget remake of this, you don't really need to show the giant city hall or like the computer building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, where they'd have everything scaled down now, you could do a pretty low budget remake of this without much problem. I mean, I guess you could. You don't really need to. No, I'm just saying if they decided to, it would be even more believable now that they didn't need that much computer space, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it is thought provoking. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I know we... We chose it. I find it to be a body horror because it's that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, being pregnant with a normal human baby is can be terrifying. You know, it's just there's a lot going on. There's a lot of changes in the body, and you know, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. There's a lot going on. But a robot baby that you just got forcibly inseminated with—that's even worse. Yeah, and it's it is terrifying. Like the whole thing, I just don't like when there's like weird body horror stuff like this definitely i would categorize as like a sci-fi horror yeah you know but it's literally just like i don't know the last 20 30 minutes that it's that it does take a little while to get going it is slow paced but most of the things from the 70s were yeah but it is very enjoyable i give it uh i give it three knives yeah i'd give it three and a half because i really enjoyed it yeah. It'd be worth watching. Seek it out. It's on Tubi, and it's on a lot of other services, too, I believe, but we happen to watch it on Tubi. It's good. I kind of want to get the book and take a look at it now and see what the book's like. Yeah, I'm sure the book is very... Like, I'm sure there's obviously some changes in the book. Dean Koontz's... I've read probably two of his books, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> he can get a little... It's a little much for me. I, I like him. I like. I'm a John Saul guy. A uh, girl. I just a guy. I'm a John Saul guy. Um, I've read a few of Dean Koontz's. They're okay, but they get repetitive after a while. Yeah. Because he has a very he has a passion for golden retrievers that work their way into every story, and then he gets a very set kind of story after after Watchers came out. All of his books after that follow the same formula because mm-hmm. I think that was his biggest hit, and then you know after that he just kept kind of copying it over and over. Yeah. Which is funny because we actually, uh, he did the novelization for the Funhouse movie. Yes. Which he didn't actually come up with the script for it, but he wrote the novelization that I guess, I'd like to get a hold of that one because from what I've read, it expands everyone's characters, starts earlier than the movie did, and finishes in a different place than the movie did. Interesting. So I'd like to get that one sometime. 
Yeah, I'm sure somebody out there has it. I'm sure there's a plenty of people. It's like, oh, um, I live in some kitschy little place in like middle America and I bought this for five cents at the fucking Goodwill. And you're like, damn it. (laughs) Not here. Nope, nope, nope. We're not going to find that in Florida. That's not going to be a thing. You'd be very lucky. In a Goodwill one time, and I'm talking about, like, I was in the middle of, like, fucking nowhere. I don't even remember where I was. Like, not even in the middle of nowhere. I found Night of the Comet, like, on VHS. I was jumping up and down like a fucking psycho. Because I was like, this is, like, the greatest find for me. Like, it was waiting for me there. Because you could, it's hard to find stuff like that down here. Like, people probably weren't even into it, or all the other fucking people got, already came in and got it, like, way, like, years ago. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? But thank you so much for joining us on another episode, where this one we covered Demon Seed. Also, terrible title, right? Like, there's no demon. (laughs) Okay? What, why is it called Demon Seed? I mean, it's not going to be called Proteus Seed. That's fucking weird. The Seed? Or, you know, the seeding. I don't know. So, Or maybe not even fucking have seed in it at all. Something completely different. I don't know what the hell. Maybe the book explains it. Maybe the book does explain it. I I just... Galactic seed. There you go. Can that... That, that sounds like one of those, like, really low-budget B, like, sci-fi yeah, one movies. Yeah, like, full the, moon movies from the uh, early 80s. There's late just 80s. girls in, like, latex with, like, huge jugs running around. Yep, that'd be know? the full moon movies from the 80s. <laughs> galactic seed thanks for joining us for galactic seed (laughs) demon seed stay tuned to the horror and now folks it's time to say good night we sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment please drive home carefully and come back again soon good night good night